Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Well met, fellow adventurers. We are back with Sir Crokington, and once again, it is time to joust. This, if everything goes as planned, will be the final round. But, things haven't been going as planned. They haven't been going as planned at all. There's been... uh, the, The joust was called off one time, and nobody told me... And I was a bit incoherent for part five. (laughs) But anyway, what happened in part five, which I didn't get across because I was stumbling and mumbling, was Thakir Thakir had seen the guy with the shining... with the shining blue eyes that we saw in in part four, and he wanted to ask if we'd see him. And we had, but I think we said we hadn't, because I was a bit incoherent at the time and I didn't understand the question. But hopefully, I should be able to keep my blood sugar and all that intact for this episode. Anyway, this is the Joust Part 6. It all comes down to... But first... Always save with your Joust ones. Alright, back to the West Camp. All comes down. Here we go, here we go. Joust part six. The largest crowd the tournament has yet seen is gathered on the north side of the list field under a clear late afternoon sky in anticipation of the final bout between you and Toom. It is widely thought that you will enjoy the upper hand against the young warrior, though you remain uncertain of the notion. Well, I will, because I will manipulate time and space until I win. As you step onto the field and cast your gaze over the throng of spectators, you are quick to note that both the Thane and Luakan are in attendance. Several yards to the wide, Thane and the advisor sat, Arthur, yay, the gang's all here. The huntsman waves to you as you make your way across the field. To where your sturdy charger and patiently awaits your arrival. Now, charger, don't try to kill me, please. That's a jerk move. It's a jerk move. And if you try to kill me, you're not getting any apples today. Hmm? No apples. I have to wait till tomorrow. You're just getting hay. Thakir greets you on the far side of the field. You take the reins of your horse and wishes you luck. 
tomb passes by, leading his steed to the opposite end of the field, and the two of you meet in a shoulder cross, and wish each, and wish, and wish each other well in the bout that will crown one of you champion. Let's give that wabble a good show, Jestak here, waving his arm in direction of the crowd. Our good thane is no par, part of any such wabble, mind you. All right, off with you. Keep those lances steady. As you manoeuvre your horse into position at the start of the lane and the right of the tilt, an easy feeling comes over you. Turning to the north side of the field, you quickly scan the countless faces of those gathered to witness the final bout, as the chilling words of Luakan echo in your head. An attempt on your life will be made at the tournament. Well, I think at least two have been made. Possibly more. It was definitely the one that got Ash Tarnburn instead. That was an, a, definitely an attempt on my life. There was the old time when someone tried to charge me in part four. Part five actually went really well. But I guess they'll try again. Suddenly, we spot something. Though only visible for a fleeting instance. The cold stare from a set of cooled eyes tucked deep into the crowd is enough to send your pulse racing and invoke a deep and inexplicable sense of dread. A flurry of movement at the edge of the list field grabs your attention, and when your gaze returns to the spot where you saw the unfriendly face, it is no longer there. Despite your growing misgivings over the final bout in the wake of this unnerving incident, you mind yourself that even the boldest soul seeking to do you harm would most likely be unwilling to attempt anything with so many people around. You also remind yourself that the entire episode might be nothing more than an unfortunate combination of nerves and imagination. Oh, oh I don't think these... I, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of these people who do not care if they get caught. Which always makes a Quinamore a lot more dangerous. Still... You vow to remain on your guard as you attempt to focus your full intention on defeating Tomb and securing your victory in the joust. A resounding chorus of horns fills the air, electing a cheer from the sizeable crowd. Thakir moves to the middle of the field and holds up both of his hands, immediately subduing the dim of the spectators to a faint murmur. Your horse stamps impatiently and snorts, throwing his head from side to side. Thakir suddenly lowers his hands, and you immediately urge your horse forward. The powerful charger swiftly breaks into a gallop down the white side of the tilt. The far end of the list, Tomb Steed, also begins his charge. You and the skilled warrior quickly find yourself bearing down on each other with unnerving speed. Your heart pounds as the hoofbeats of the two chargers rise into the air in a thundering cacophony, drowning war drowning the walkers' cheers of the spectators, clings to the reins with one hand, with one hand, and trying to steady your lance with the other, you fly down the list, perilously close to the tilt, as you prepare to make an attempt to unseat, to unhorse, to suddenly, a sharp, stabbing pain shoots through your skull, causing you to cry out in agony, as you desperately attempt to maintain your balance in, your, in the saddle. I see. Dagger-like fingers tear into your psyche. Alright. So they're just going to do this. Picking a number. Bonus of 60. 20 from mind. 20 from aura. 20 from spirit. It's the mind-breaking test. And i got to get 100 or more. Or my mind is broken. And I need that right now. Pick now. 130 success. Your mind managed to stave off the more devastating, more damaging effects of the powerful psionic attack, but a sinister assault has left you weakened and gazed. Dazed, not gazed. Something, someone, I've been gazed at by someone, but that's not the issue right now. Eight damage. As you struggle to remain upright in a saddle, you try to focus on your rapidly approaching opponent. As Tomb draws near, 
his steady lance expertly levelled at you. Your vision suddenly blurs. Before you are able to react to this frightening turn of a lamp defence, the tip of your opponent's lamp stams into your midsection, sending you toppling backwards off your... Hey! Hey! You're not supposed to hit my midsection! You're supposed to aim for the shield! A couple of seconds. A couple of seconds it takes you to reach the ground. You'll do all you can to minimise the impact of the fall. Alright, so this isn't going like a regular joust at all, picking a number. Bonus of 66. 18 from horsemanship, 8 from luck, 20 from agility, 20 from body. Got to get 75 or more, or I will fall badly. Pick now. 112 success. You hit the ground hard, but your skill and experience has helped you minimise the damage you've sustained in the fall. 6 damage. As you painfully stagger to your feet, your eyes fall upon your opponent. Tomb gracefully dismounts and draws his wooden sword. The skilled warrior then strides swiftly in your direction. Okay, okay. Well, I'll just beat him up, win the tournament, and uh, maybe he just missed. I mean, you're going very fast. I mean, it, well, okay. Okay, he just missed. The psionic attack, that, that was the guy in the crowd. I don't, he might not necessarily be trying to kill me, but we've got to retain the option. As you turn to face your swiftly advancing opponent, you're about to call out and reveal your address to him, when a second and more powerful psionic attack attacks your psyche. No, it assails your psyche. It attacks and assails your psyche. Feels as if a thousand icy fingers are attempting to pry open your skull. No, not my skull. I need that to keep my brains in. And my nose on. Picking a number. Bonus of 60. 20 from mine, 20 from ore, 20 from spirit. Got to get 100 or more or I will have a pureed brain. Pick now. 131 success. A remarkable display of mental fortitude. You managed to stave off the more damaging effects of powerful psionic attack. In fact, all the damaging effects of the powerful psionic attack. But the sinister assault has once again left you weakened and dazed. You struggle to clear your head as the remainder of the psychic assault. As Tomb continues to bear down on you. Before you can even make an attempt to call out to Tomb and reveal your distress to him, yet another powerful mental attack tears into your, your psyche. Feels if a thousand and two icy fingers are attempting to pray open your skull. Picking a number. Bonus of 60 once again. Same as before. Got to get 100 or more. Or become. Or bleed brain out through my nose. Pick now. 83. Failure. Your mental defences are shattered by the powerful psionic attack. 45. Damaged. Dazed and weakened, but still alive. You struggle to clear your head of the remnants of the deadly psychic assault as Tomb continues to bear down on you. Before you could even make an attempt to call out to Tomb and reveal distress to him, Another powerful mental attack tears into your psyche. I can, I can just heal from the damage. Feels as if a thousand icy fingers are attempting to pry open your skull. Same check again. Pick now. 83. Failure. Your mental defenses are shattered by the powerful psionic attack. Even more shattered. That's 34 damage. Dazed and weakened. But still alive. You struggle to clear your heads of the remnants of the deadly psychic assault as Tomb continues to bear down on me. Uh, I, I guess he got to the other end of the tilt because he was going really fast and it takes a while to slow down. Yeah, that must be it. That's why he's taking so long to get here. And also, I'm seeing everything in super, super slow motion. As Tomb draws to the melee range, you finally manage to shout out to him that your mind is under attack. 
However, the look that passes over the face of your sorbian opponent upon hearing of your distress makes your blood one cold. Tombstone's expression rapidly twists into a leering grin as his eyes widen, giving him a sinister, almost maniacal appearance. So, is this tomb, or has he been replaced by a Tarzel, or anything else in this? In the forces of evil that can just imitate and mimic human. As he raises his wooden sword in preparation for striking you a mighty blow, the blade suddenly bursts into flames. Now that, that's not regulation! That is not regulation! You're breaking the walls! You're gonna be disqualified! Right, you don't care about that, do you? Because you, you, you've gone crazy. If it's you. Anyway, I, I, I don't think this is... I don't think this is time for talking. As you step back and assume a defensive stance, the war of the crowd dries out your own disparate plea to tomb. You, are, you once again shout out and tell him your mind is under attack. Your words have no effect on your opponent. Toom steps forward, raising his burning blade as he prepares to bring the deadly weapon down upon you. You suddenly notice that the movement of his limbs is not fluid. His arms and legs move and bend in a jerky, unnatural way. A look of horror replaces the leering grin on his face, and you immediately sense that Toom is not in full control of his own thoughts or actions. Oh no, he's, he's being he's being crudely puppeted by telekinesis or some sort of some sort of nerve something that's very bad. As Athake and several others charge across the list field to intervene in a bout that's gone horribly wrong. You find yourself facing the streaking, flaming, wooden blade of your, of the, of your possessed opponent. Oh, I've got some options here. I could just dodge. I could use fortification. Unarmed combat. And if I had shadow magic and it was 60 plus, I could use it. But I don't and I don't, so I can't. I'm going to use unarmed combat because that just seems the coolest. It succeeded. 16 XP to unarmed combat. You lean back at a precarious angle, narrowly dodging the blow of Tomb's flaming wooden sword. In a remarkable display of skill and agility, you snap back to an up, fully upright stance and strike your opponent on the wrist, sending this fiery blade toppling to the ground at his feet. Alright! Now it's fair. Actually, no, it's unfair. I have a weapon, you don't. Here, have a regular weapon. Toom reaches to his side and draws a small axe. How's he have an axe? He expertly flips the weapon once and then lunges forward, hacking at you wildly. You fend off the first few strikes, strokes before quickly countering the assault. The shouts of Thakir and several others reach your ears as you prepare to subdue your opponent. This is Toom, and this is not a friendly jousting match at all. It started as that. Mere seconds ago, it was just a regular joust. But now, it's attempted murder. Begin combat. And of course, I know he's not in control. He knows he's not in control. Probably most of the audience are suspecting he's not in control. So obviously, he can't be killed for something he wasn't, you know in control of, so I'm just going to subdue him. There is no other option. That is that is the choice you make. Well, it's the choice Sir Crokington makes. Because Sir Crokington has morals. He's not a blank slate. Except, except when it's narratively convenient for him to be a blank slate. But, but, most, but most of the time... He just naturally does the right thing. 
No matter how dangerous it is. And yes, this is more dangerous. Okay. I'm going to fight normally. He hacks it with this small axe. Just bashing him down anyway. Admittedly, this murder attempt means I didn't have to worry about getting not unhorsed. Getting devastatingly unhorsed. It's probably easier to fight him when he's possessed than to win, than, than to win against him normally. He deals you a devastating blow for 33 damage. I keep going, I keep going, and he is subdued. Down he goes. 22 XP. You're defeated. You're defeated foe lies weaving and moaning on the ground at your feet. The skilled warriors have been severely battered, but not permanently harmed. Well, physically, anyway. The mental scars? I think they're going to stick around for a bit. Thakir and the four soldiers rush up to your side and stare down in disbelief at Tomb, whose countenance seems to bear no trace of the sinister look that clouded only moments ago. Yep. Yep, punch the evil out of him. It works sometimes. What's all this? What's all this? What is all this? Asked Toom, wide eyes, as he gazes up at you, Thakir, and four soldiers. That's precisely what I need to know, growls Thakir, who seems unaware of anything other than Toom's obvious attempt to kill you with a flaming sword. On your feet! Toom rises slowly, with the help of the, with the help of two soldiers, and proceeds to tell you the last thing he's remember is preparing to strike you with his lance during the charge. Ah, so that's when they took over. Just move the lance a little bit to the left or the right. I'm not sure which hand hand her shield was in. And then make them putting on murder mode. When you tell him all that transpired following the point, including his attempt to kill you with a flaming sword, and, and then an axe. Don't know where he got the axe from. He definitely wouldn't have brought it with him. Hmm. He stares in you, wide, wide-eyed, in disbelief, and shakes his head. You must know that I call nothing of the sword, he says, turning from you and Thakir. Thakir in turn. You must believe me, regular dude. You assume to him you do believe him, and Thakir nods in belief. Although the stern look spread across the commander's face betrays his anger. Thakir listens closely as you described him the powerful mental attacks you endured. The first of which took place at the very onset of the bout. A sudden painful gasp causes both you and Thakir to turn and look in the direction of Toom. The accomplished warrior winces as he cradles his left arm, now broken in two places. I guess that was just spite. Just going, Gah! You didn't work! And just smash the toy. Smash the tools. Because you're a bad workman. And also, you're just a dick. You know that? Lucan rises and glances at both of you and Toom. Before dressing Thakir and asking him if he should have thought Vayne Mazabat. The contest cannot be repeated. Tell the Thane he shall have a full report on this incident as soon as I've sorted out the details, growls the commander, who makes no effort to look at his advisor. Lukuin bow bows to Fakir, flashes, flashes a quick quick glance in your direction, and heads back across the list field to make his report. Fakir dismisses the four soldiers, including Toon who's helped off the field by others. The commander takes you aside and speaks in a hushed tone. Even through two of you are the only souls anywhere near the middle of the field. Well, on Sarnguard, you can never be sure of that. This was an attack designed to kill you. There'd be no question about that, he says, his face flushed with anger. This treachery cannot be undone. But before the sun goes down this day... I want my hand at the throat of whoever is behind it. This has gone on far enough. It's time we had some answers. Much to dismay, Thakir tells you the jousting tournaments is over. 
Those able to wide and wield a lance have all been put down to defeat, he says. There are none left who could possibly hope to wide against you. Toom was the last, I must say. It's going to be quite some time before he's up for another bout. The familiar voice suddenly wings out from behind. Out from behind the two of you. Startles you both. I know someone who might wide against you. You and Thakir turn in unison to find Ash Tyburn striding towards you across the ja- this field. No, no, you, you, no, not you, not you. The Master Horseman and the Champion Jouster, still bearing obvious Mars from the incident, ended his one in the tournament. Smiles and bows as he moves up to stand before you. The Thane. Thane, well, none of it! And I won't have you back on the field in your state, says Fakir sternly. Ash Turnburn smirks and shakes his ass. It's not... I'm not the someone of whom I speak, he says, pointing to the north side of the field, that is. You turn your direction to the north, in the direction of the dispersing crowd, and your heart's part, heart skips a beat when you behold the lone figure advancing towards you. Towards you, across the broad field. Arthurak smiles and greets the three of you with a friendly wave. Ooh, oh no. I've got to be jousting my love interest. That's definitely seems that's what's going to happen. You know, unless someone else just comes up. Unless some other master jouster just arrives on a boat somewhere. Because, I mean, a lot of people are arriving on boats, so I guess it could happen. Hmm. Yeah, look, look, that's going to be awkward. Hey, remember that time you jousted and kicked my ass? Yeah, good times. Alright, anyway, that is the end of the joust part six, with 384 experience to general. And I didn't win the joust in that round. Because everything went horribly wrong. But I've got to win. I've got to win something. Apparently, I have to win a contest to get the prize. There has to be a final match because everyone's all pumped up for a final match, so they want one. But who could it mean? I mean, me and Arthur. I don't know how good a jouster Arthur is. Probably fairly good because he's good at everything, pretty much. All right. All right. And now to the main part of the keep to save, and then we'll go back to business. The joust part seven, the final b- bout, and this time for wheel. I mean, if something goes wrong with Arthur Rock, that would... Honestly, I don't even think I can... So Croaking would be able to pick up, to keep it together enough to do a recovery, to do a placement one. Start the adventure. It isn't till the day before the final bout of the jousting, jousting tournament that you learn much to relief. That it is not Arthurok you will be facing. It is decided that a better match for your obvious high level of skill is a newcomer to our island, a mercenary captain by the name of, of Mywanor. He just arrived here a few days back with a hundred men for the cause, apparently feeling the need to justify the removal of Arthurok from the final bout. He's as good a wire. Horseman, warrior, lancer I've ever seen. And he took keen interest in the bout. My Sarian born, I believe. But he swore an oath to the crown. Can't claim prize horse, of course. But his victory could prevent you from doing so. Perhaps that's why our thanes allowing you to challenge him. Challenge you in the final one. Late in the day, with Arthur at your side, you play a vi- pay a visit to Ashtarnburn. The master horseman and ex- expert jouster is still recovering from the injuries he sustained on the list field. 
but he's happy to see you both. Would you ask him about the man named Marinoy? Pause for a moment, apparently lost in deep thought, then slowly nods. Nods. I've heard of him, I think, he says. What's all you say? That was stand to reason. The kingdom's over, run with knights, and a good many of them are skilled at jousting. He's, he's quite as eager to challenge you as you as you say. You might have your hands quite full. Arthur tells you he's glad that he won't be facing you, and says that he does not lament the lost opportunity. This might, Miranor might soon be lamenting his decision, Arthur says, smiling warmly. I've no doubt you'll see to that, regular dude. Late in the afternoon, while moving along a hall just off the keep's main corridor, you are approached by a man with a long, dark hair and a horribly scarred face. Several medals are affixed to the shoulders of his leather jerkin, and he strides up to you with an air of confidence and purpose. You immediately realise this man must be Wirinor. You've likely guessed that I am Wirinor, he says, quite presumptuously. I thank you for accepting me as your challenger in the final round of this little joust, regular dude. You're braver than most. You tell me an author you look forward to the chance to face him in the field, in the list. He seems to ignore what you have said and proceeds to tell you what brought him to the island. I've come to lend my hand to this great cause, he says, glancing over back over his shoulder before returning his piercing gaze to you. Crew of a hundred strong backs. Why is the last? It's my hope we might be able. It's my. It is my hope. We might be able to help the effort pull itself out of the jaws of stagnation. You find yourself increasingly uncomfortable in the presence of the haughty braggart. Now begin to attempt to find a polite way of ending the rather unpleasant discourse. After several more tedious minutes of conversation with the mercenary captain, you breathe a sigh of relief when he at last tells you he must return to his encampment and seize the dispensing of orders to the warriors under his command. We meet tomorrow on the field of battle, he says jovially, reaching out to initiate a shoulder cross. You, extre- you instinctively extend your arm to accept the gesture. With shocking force, Minamore slams the palm of his white hand into your white shoulder, catching you off guard and sending you toppling backwards onto the floor. Shocked and angered, but you see was obviously a deliberate act. You bounce a leap to your feet to see if you can't teach the man a lesson in humility. When the tall and slender, but imposing, figure of Ashtarburn suddenly appears over you and hopes you up. You best be on your way, says the champion jouster and cap- cavalry captain sternly. There'll be no report, but you'd best mend your ways, friend. Milanor stares hard at Ash for several moments and then mutters an apology before turning and striding off along the passage. When when he's out of sight, that Ash thanks you for letting the matter be. No good will come of rash, rash actions, she says. You're wise to choose to settle this in the list, regular dude. And I'm most certain you will. Still, later in the afternoon, you find yourself at the edge of the list field, standing with Arthur and Ash as the three of you watch Milanor make several practice runs up and down the lanes on either side of the tilt. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. He is indeed a highly skilled jouster, and as one might expect, a master horseman. He certainly knows his way about a tournament field, says Ash was taking a keen interest in the mercenary captain starter method. But he's half as good, half as good with a sword as he is with a lance. You'll have yourself quite about regular dude. Arthur scowls and chastises Ash for his comments, and the master jouster smirks. You'll be sure to defeat him, regular dude, says Arthur Rook, casting a sideways glance at Ash. Isn't that what you think, Ash? Well, of course, he says, still smirking. I mean, I mean, there's nothing you have to worry about where you could do it. After all, I'm sure even this Minotaur has a bad day on the field once in a while. The hour immediately following dawn on the final day of the tournament finds you atop the charger that will be riding, riding the bout, making several practice, several practice passes down the list lanes. By mid-morning, a sizable crowd had gathered. With only half an hour of the, within only half an hour of the final contest, Thane Mazabak and his entourage arrives. Lucan moves onto the field in the Thane's company, and nods at you as he passes. Both Arthrook and Ash Townburn wish you luck before wandering over to join the crowd of eager spectators. Fakir is uh, among the last to arrive. And you're about to head over and have work with him when you once again find yourself face to face with Milanor, who's leading his impressive steed to the far end of the tilt. Before he could react, he reaches out and initiates his shoulder cross. This time, the gesture appears to be well intentioned. Luckily, old father be with you, friend. Oh, wait, no, no, he whispered that. Luckily, old father be with you, friend. He whispers, and he turns and heads off on the spot. Let's off to the spot where, from, from which he will soon begin his charge. Fakir meets, meets Monar halfway along the tilt and has a few words with him before returning to where you are mounting your heavy charger. I shouldn't want to be telling you this, he says, winking, but our Thane thinks you're going to be the champion. He's quite a ju- good judge of these things, you know. Oh well, good luck. You, th- you thank Fakir and finish climbing into the saddle. 
As you urge your horse into place, you turn your eyes first to the crowd, and then to your distant opponent, seated atop his steed at the far end of the field. A chorus of horns fills the air, electing a wild cheer from a large crowd of spectators. Fakir moves to the middle of the field and holds up both his hands, immediately subduing the din of the crowd to a faint murmur. Your horse stamps impatiently and snorts, throwing his head from side to side. Fakir suddenly lowers his hands, and you immediately urge your horse forward. The powerful charger swiftly breaks into a gallop down the right side of the tilt. The far end of the list, Minolar Seed, also begins its charge. You and the mercenary captain quickly find yourself bearing down on each other with unnerving speed. Your heart pounds as the two heavy, two as the thundering hoofbeats of the two heavy chargers rise into the air, momentarily drowning out the cheers of the crowd. Clinging to the reins with the other hand, with one hand, and trying to steady your lance with the other, you fly down the list, perilously close to the tilt. As you prepare to make an attempt to unhorse your opponent. Okay, looks like nothing's going on. It's just a regular joust this time. Picking a number. Well, yep, because this goes like all the other actual jousts went, where we actually got to joust without all this sonic messing about. Right, pick number bonus 74. Alright, 155 versus 175. He is very good, Minonor. Okay, picking a number. Bonus of 80. Picking this one. Right. I got 157. He got 111. So it's 3. 312 to 286. And now I pick a number between 1 and 200 with a bonus. Of 144. Oh no. I, oh, I can't. I can't equip the quick stab dagger. Alright, pick now. Alright. I got 233. He got 248. I get slightly more points, but despite your valiant efforts, neither you nor my lord managed to land solid blows with your lances. Both of you remain upright in the saddle as the speed of your respective charges carry you past one another in a matter of seconds. Alright. Your heavy but agile steed turns at the end of the tilt and starts along the opposite side of the lane. Minor's horse makes a turn at the far end and breaks into a gallop along the lane which you rode moments ago. As you charge your bear as your charger bearing you thunders down the list, the crowd cheers wildly. Yah bounds the thundering Yep, and it's, this is the same picking your numbers again. Alright, one 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 to one five nine. That's the total. Alright. Two five eight to three oh nine. See if I can pull into the lead with this. Alright. Five seventeen Plus 587 total. The tip of Minor Loslands smashes into you, sending you toppling back without the saddle. You exhale sharply, driving every last ounce of breath from your lungs as you land flat on your back on the largely unforgiving ground of the list lane, gasping loudly. You writhe about in agony as you desperately struggle to regain your breath. The bro from the blow from the lance and the resulting fall from the horse have inflicted serious damage. 287 damage. Leaving you with just one point. Because that's what it is. It will always leave you with that. If I had left house less health, I wouldn't be dead. It would just, I would just be left with one point. No matter how much health you have, it's one point. Injured. But with strength continues to rise, you pull yourself off the ground and find Milo has already dismounted. The haughty mercenary captain strides towards you, brandishing the wooden blade that you will likely use to end your day in the list. The cloud roars wildly in anticipation of a fierce battle. However, despite your effort, you are too wounded. The blow of the lance and resulting fall to continue with the contest. 
Regretfully, you are left with no choice but to cede victory to your opponent. Much to your surprise, Minolor graciously accepts your surrender and reaches down and helps you to your feet. Minolor praises your ability and tells you that he will not hold the events of your first meeting against him. And, and that he hopes that you will not hold the events of your first meeting against him. As you struggle to recapture your breath, your breath you promised the mercenary captain you, you will not. You nearly had me on that pass, he says, explaining sharply. Certainly glad I don't have to face you again. Please note, if you wish to attempt this bout again, so you may continue with the tournament, you must quit your game now and, and resume from your last save position. A small ceremony follows the conclusion of the jousting tournament, in which Manacor receives the praise of both Fame Mazabak and Thakir. The Thane and Thakir also congratulate you on a fine effort. It was like quite taken aback when Thane Mazabak initiates a shoulder cross with you. As the crowd begins to disperse, you are met by Arthurok and Ashtarbrun, who commend you on having made it to the final joust. After speaking with them for a few minutes, you decide you've at last had enough of this for a while, and return to make your way back towards the keep. As you reach the edge of the list field, you once again find yourself face to face with Minanor. The mercenary captain again commends you on your jousting ability. For what I've heard, you had skills that far exceed the demands of this simple sport. Milar tells you that you that his that tells you that his company of warriors is set up in the west camp. My tent is the one with the blue shield hanging next to the door, he says. I'll be honoured if you would stop by for a smell. There is a matter I'd wish to discuss with you. If you could spare just a small while. The mercenary captain again meets you in a shoulder cross, before turning and making his way off the field. When he is gone, he once again start in the direction of the keep. As you reach the gates of the keep, glad to have at last put the events of the joust behind you, and equally glad to have survived it. You vow to play, pay a visit to Minanor as soon as you can. Something in the mercenary captain's parting words seemed to portray just the slightest hint of urgency. And that's 512 experience to general at the end of Joust Part 7. There's no, nothing more to do here. Can't, is it the training? Okay. Well, that seems to be. Uh, what, what does. Oh, I'm going to quit without saving because I want to win. Right. And that is why I save before starting round seven. Because I want to win, even if I do have to use wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff to do so. Alright, adventures, just part 7. Okay, we can just. We can uh, just click this on. The, the shoulder cross is too hard. Alright, we say hi. Here we are. And now the jousting begins, picking the number again. 137 versus 125. Okay, I'm pulling ahead. Picking up second number. That's 312 versus 280. Okay. Unless there's some upset, I'll probably win this one. Alright, picking the number but 1 to 200. Bonus 144. Pick now. Alright. I've got 293 points, he got 210, so 605 versus 450, I think I'm going to win this. The tip of your lance smashes into the centre of Minor shield. The force of the blow sends the mercenary topping from the saddle. He lands on his back in the middle of the lane and gasps loudly as the impact drives the wind from his lungs. Yeah, the thing about this round is it's all... There is no melee combat in this. You either not 
you either knock him off his horse or he knocks you off his horse. You, expert, you expertly draw, draw your charging horse to a halt and dismount, casting aside your lance in favour of the wooden sword you, you chose at the start of the tournament. Muneral regains his feet and turns to face you, but the mercenary captain tosses down his wooden sword and promptly sees victory to you. Stunned by the surprising turn of events, you graciously accept his surrender. Yeah, now it went the way it should have went. The way it, the yeah, all the universes where where I didn't win the Jackson Holman, they don't exist. A small ceremony follows the conclusion of the jousting tournament, in which you receive the praise of both Thane Mazabak and Thakir. You're taken aback when Thane Mazabak initiates his shoulder cross with you. Well, no stranger to victory, as I have heard, says the Thane, as he withdraws his hand from your shoulder. I'm pleased to know that someone so obviously capable has turned to lend herself to my cause. You're surprised by the low and surprisingly soft tone of Thane Mazabak's voice. Despite the character voice, you find yourself almost in awe of the tall, masked Thane standing before you. You sense a powerful, driven sense of purpose in the fierce gaze that peers out over the top of the wooden mask that conceals his face. And a general bearing that suggests no lack of courage or resolve. You humbly accept his praise and bow before him. Thane Mazapak. Thane Mazapak tells you that his own horse, a prize war horse, a mount beyond most measure, will be prepared for you. He also tells you you will be given something else worthy of your recent endeavours along with the horse. You will receive the horse and a second special prize in an upcoming scenario that will be available at Sargard Keep. I may seek your help in days to come, he says. And I hope that I can count on your continued service. Your efforts on behalf of our cause are both noticed and appreciated. You thank this Thane and tell him you are at his service as you again bow. The Thane nods and again congratulates you before turning and heading off the list field in the midst of his armed entourage. As the crowd begins to disperse, you are met by Arthurok and Ashtonbert, who commend you on your decisive victory in the tournament. I speak with them for a few minutes, decide that at last you've had a love for the list for a while, and turn to make your way back towards the keep. Okay, and now I meet the mercenary captain as before, and he has something he wishes to discuss with me. If I could spare just a small while. As you reach the gates of the keep, glad to have at last put the events of the jails behind you, and equally glad to have survived it, you vow, vow, you vow to pay a visit to Mineral as soon as you can. Something in the mercenary captain's parting words seemed to portray just the slightest sense of urgency. Okay, so it does seem that it's designed that even if you don't win, the main plot just carries on. You talk to him and, well, whatever happens there happens. And this is the end of this adventure with a victory, which means I get 1,024 experience to general and 256 experience to all skills and powers, which is quite nice. Alright, and I guess I've got to talk to Millenor first. Alright, let's talk to Millenor. West Camp, visit Milanor's tent. The moment you set, you step into Milanor's tent, the scarred mercenary captain rises from behind a makeshift wooden table and steps forward to meet you in a shoulder cross. Okay, just a gentle one this time. I hadn't expected you quite so soon, he says, smiling, as he steps behind you to draw clothes to flap of the tent. Certainly good to see you again. Old friend, wait, wait, old, old friend, I, I, I don't know this person. You watch with a mix of surprise and fascination as the man standing before you suddenly undergo, undergoes a rapid and startling transformation. 
the matter of moments, the scar-faced mercenary captain you faced in the final bout of the jousting tournament is no more. Standing before you, in the middle of the tent, no more than a, a la- arm's length away, is a man you've long considered a friend and ally. Thane Point laughs and slaps you on the shoulder. The work is stated to be sure, he says, smiling as he twirls about the wooden wing at the tip of his fingers. A thin sapphire band runs through the centre of the wing, making an exact copy of the wing in disguise that as the star protected your identity on Sarnguard. You express to the Thane your surprise at his sudden and somewhat dramatic appearance on the aisle, and he is quick to tell you that the matters have progressed further and faster than you could have ever expected. I always thought that we would make quite a potent pairing, he says, slipping the ring back on his finger there. Now that we're straight on who I am, I can tell you why it is I've set foot on these perilous shores. All right. Now, whatever the bad guy is, they are in a lot of trouble now. As he speaks, the rapid transformation that turned him from Midianor into his true self reverses, and for only a few seconds you once again find yourself gazing upon the scarred mercenary captain, who claims to hail from Wazol. Thane tells you the impetus for his sudden arrival on Sarnguard is the belief that a prisoner of great importance is being kept in the dungeons beneath the keep. When you tell him you've also heard that, he nods. The prisoner is a woodcutter from a small village in the south of the kingdom. Hardly the sort of person you would expect to warrant the interest. Or the eye of Thane Mazabak. Or find his way into his dungeons. You ask Thane Portland why it is that the man has been taken prisoner. The legacy of his father still haunts him, says the Thane, referenced prisoner. It is what he knows, what his father might have told him. It is what places him in such dangerous circumstances, and ultimately delivered him in chains to these forsaken shores. Thane tells you the man being held prisoner in the bowels of Sarnguard Keep is Ildling Crostall, and that his father, Pridor Crostall, was an apprentice mage. Pridor was a bumbling spellcaster at best, though I certainly do not wish to speak ill of the dead, he says. He was, however, a man who, per- who perhaps knew more about Wavenbone than anyone. You're familiar with Wavenbone, are you not, regular dude? In response to his question, you produced the pieces of Wavenbone in your possession. I show them to him, he smiles. When I learned that my agents, yourself included, were coming across Waverbone Island, my thoughts turned to Ewan Crossell. But alas, for I was too late, he says. I, uh, I arrived in the village that, that Pridador's greying, greying son calls home, only to discover he had gone missing the month before. There was little doubt that he had fallen into the very clutches of those I hoped to protect him from. Thane Poland tells you that Ilian's father, Pridor, was a far better alchemist than he was a mage, and that his combined knowledge in the two magical disciplines would serve to produce his might, life's work, a magical application for the rare mineral known as the Wavenbone. Pridor Crosshall proceeded in creating a magical elixir using Ravenbone that greatly enhanced the potency of the magic wielded by any who consumed it. It is believed the elixir could turn even the most humble caster into an archmage. Alright, that sounds dangerous. But what would it do to Thane Mazabak? He's no humble caster, we're pretty sure. The Thane tells you that Pridador is said to have gone mad shortly after having made his discovery. And many believe that a flaw in the composition of the elixir was to blame. Perhaps he realised the danger of what he was attempting to create, he says. Or perhaps he just wished for no one else to ever follow his work. Whatever the reason, 
it is believed that he destroyed all evidence of his creation, save for the mind of the loyal man who stood by his side and who had intimate knowledge of the makeup of his of the elixir, his son, Ilan. Thane Poland tells you that Ilan is now an aging man, and his father Pudior has been dead for many years. Elan tried to slip into the quiet life of a woodcutter and leave the tragic legacy of his father behind. But it was too much for him to hope for. There was too much dark promise in the work that Prodidor began so long ago. You ask the Thane if he believes that Elan knows what it is his captors wish to find out, and, he, and if perhaps he's already told them. It is likely that he does know, he says. And unlikely, uh, it is likely that he does know, and unlikely has the star managed to recall or relate to them anything of great importance. That if those who keep him had what it is they seek, the situation on these shores would be quite different. Of that, I can assure you. When you ask. Thane Poet, if it is Thane Mazapak, who has taken Ilin Crossall captive, and who seeks to discover the secrets of Prudador's Waving Bone Elixir, he shrugs. How could it be anyone else? he says. There is nothing that goes on in the keep that the Thane is not keenly aware of. Honestly, I'm, I'm, more, I'm more and more doubtful of that. The question we must ask there. Christmas ask and then find find a way to answer is this Does this business originate in Stone Marsh or in Talinus? Stone Marsh, the ancient grim fortress of Stone Marsh, in the northeastern corner of the kingdom, currently serves as the residence of Thane Mazabak. I need not suggest to you the sinister implications of the latter. Thane Poen tells you he does not yet understand the true nature of the enemy that stalks the shores of Sarngard. He could very well prove to be just the two of us, my friend, and a handful of loyal agents against a foe that moves without restraint, at will, with impunity, with the sanctum, or worst of all, the complicity of the crown, he says grimly. We dare not strike too swiftly, but we must, mustn't tarry unnecessarily. There is a balance to be struck, through, should the worst of, all, worst of it prove true, we may quickly find our backs against the wall. For the next few moments, Thane Poen falls silent. After nearly a minute, you ask him if his intention is to rescue Ilin from the dungeons beneath his keep. His gaze hardens, his talk jaw tightens as he speaks. It is. Thane Poen tells you that Ulio, the spellcaster you fondly recall from your perilous adventures in Croistan, is even now hard at work, earning the trust of accomplices within the keep as he seeks to learn the precise location and situation of Erlin. She's done well, he says, and you've done equally well. Don't think that your endeavours are unknown to me. My agents have reported back to me dutifully since your arrival. It is with no small measure of pride that I count you as an ally and a friend, so go to a regular dude. Thane Porrand appears ready to tell you something else about the business at hand, when he suddenly laughs and apologises for the matter in which he revealed himself to you. Deeply regret the incident of the shoulder cross, he says, referring to having pushed you down in the corridor. I often forget my own strength. And I do not say that in a boastful manner. My father was the strongest man I have ever known. And I earned his desire and the back of his hands more times than I care to remember. So, what do you think of the great Milanor? The Thane tells you the actual Milanor is a friend of his, and indeed a mercenary from Wysaw. If he should make his way to Sarngard, I'll have a good bit of explaining to do. He laughs. 
very important, tells you that he, he will come and go for the island if necessary. And he has trusted agents in place, both here and in Twithic, who will provide cover for him during extended absence from either location. Once we are prepared to move, I shall of course require your help, my friend. Until then, we must both go about our duties here. We we'll remain watchful of all that transpires. You meet the Thane in the shoulder cross and bid him farewell for now. He wants. He again thanks you for all you have accomplished so far and tells you to stop back regularly. Oh, and regular dude? He calls out as you're about to step out the Kent. I should very much like to have another one against you in the list someday. Perhaps on a day with a more forgiving sun overhead? I'm quite certain it was an untimely bit of glare that allowed you to land that lucky blow. You know what? It may well have been. As you step out of the tent, you feel as if an impossibly large weight has been lifted from your shoulder. Armed with the knowledge that you are not alone, the strange and perilous events that seems to be rapidly unfolding on the aisle, you turn and start up the winding path that leads to the gates of the keep. It's that moment you become aware of a thin figure darting through the group of soldiers just ahead of you on the path, moving with great haste towards the towering keep. As the figure quests the first of the small hills between the west camp and the fortress, he turns and looks back along the path. Your eyes meet the cold, distant gaze of Luakine. And that gets and that's the end of this little meetup. And he gets 128 experience to general for meeting Thane Poland in disguise. And now we've got, we've got, now things have opened up. You can explore Sangar Keep and the Quest Stormgate, Stormgate, where I get the prize for winning the Joust and beating Middenor. Because that was, well, I guess that was part of winning the Joust. But anyway, that will be for next time and until then farewell fellow adventurers enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at betmgm sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with betmgm you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with betmgm at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.